0: Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio podcast. We hope you're well wherever you are, whatever you're doing. That you're enjoying at least some of this glorious weather. I know it's we're, we're in London, but I think it's been nice all over the country, hasn't it? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah, not, not checked, but uh, yeah, it seems it seems to be pretty. Well, lovely. I know it was.
0: I, I realised I put you on the spot there. I, <laughs> I knew it would be nice in Glasgow, so then I presumed it'd been nice everywhere. Yeah, that's the rule. If it's nice in Glasgow, then if it's sunny in so, Scotland, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the uh, that's the vibe. Um, well, we have got an action-packed show for you. In previous weeks, obviously, we've done different genres of games: FA Cup finals, League Cup finals, replays, great European nights. This week, we started just picking a tournament and doing that. So all the games are from that summer. So today, we picked probably the first tournament that we both remember: Italia '90. Yes. I was 13 at the time. How old are you, Forty for Italian you? I was seven. <laughs> seven,
1: wow. <laughs> it's so weird. I can't believe how much older than me you are you,
0: because you look younger.
1: Well, I'm not sure about that. My grey hair do. tells a different story. But, yes, I was because I was born in 77. Yeah, 13. I, I vividly remember it. I, it. was particularly exciting because um, there was three Forest players in the England t- in the England squad, Pierce, Des Walker, and Steve Hodge. And I just thought that was the, that's, this is what life is like, you know. And we were so spoiled in the late 80s, early 90s, oh, Forest fans. Oh, that's what came afterwards, but, you know. All that was to uh, tragically, tragically change. But we, we yeah. bring you
0: the flavour of Italian 90 today. And we also bring you a bit of a flavour of Euro 96 because we're joined by one of the stars of that tournament. David Seaman drops in. And as you would imagine, it's just so happy. <laughs> Isn't he just full of beans?
1: Oh, what a lovely, jolly man. He's a jolly, I think that's the word I would say. He's a jolly man. He'd be a great Santa Claus. Oh, yes, wouldn't he? Well, enjoy.
0: Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Matt Ford and Matt Dyson here with a very special Rock and Roll Football because until Premier League football returns, what we're going to do every Saturday now is do a different tournament each weekend And we're going to start with one of the classic football tournaments of all time Today is an Italia 90 special
1: Are you feeling Italian, Dyson? I'm feeling very Italian The weather is quite Italian at the moment, isn't it? So it's been very nice I really get helping me get into the mood I... Uh, what, have I eaten any of Lata- the Italian food? I think I had spaghetti in the week, so yeah. I'm I a, I'm think a... I had spaghetti in the week. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. How,
2: how Italian Such are you sophisticated. feeling? <laughs> yeah, I had some
0: tinned. I had some
1: spaghetti hoops on toast. I'm feeling
2: very oh,
0: Italian.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some ravioli. Oh, tinned ravioli. I haven't had that for years. You know what? Until I was about.
0: Oh, this is so sad. Until I was easily into my twenties, I Ooh. thought ravioli just came tinned. Oh. I just thought that's what it was. I didn't know you couldn't get it in tins.
2: Uh, I thought, yeah. you
0: know, it'd be like seeing. Yeah, I think I that's understandable. Know, really, baked beans, I guess. But I was just like, oh, I don't. That's how I'd only ever seen it. I'd never seen fresh pasta before. Fresh
2: pasta.
1: <laughs> yeah, growing, growing up in Nottingham in the in the nineties, that's all you had. Tinned. All the pasta came in tins. But it was, was great, nothing. Wasn't it? Tinned <laughs> ravioli on toast. Oh, oh my word. word! I mean, I don't know about. This. it was, I don't think they even specified, did they? Which no, well, it tasted bizarre. good. It did taste great, yeah. It really had a lovely. kind of
0: corn beefy vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way not... the Italians wanted it to be, yes. tinned, processed meat <laughs> in a Authentic. thick tomato sauce. Yeah, lovely. In a luminous tomato sauce, because every um weekend so far, when we haven't had live Premier League football, we've been doing best FA Cup finals, best Champions League finals, all these other things. But they've been from all different years. So this weekend, we're taking the decision that each Saturday now we will cover a different tournament. So just like when it's on TV, you get that flavour of the the country that it's being hosted in. Today, all the games are from Italia '90, and we are in we're in an Italian piazza, reading yes. a pink newspaper, having yeah. a double espresso. With oh a, yes, with a, with a with a cardigan thrown over our shoulders. Yeah, as people whip, whip around on vespers. Somewhere. I mean we are England fans so we may throw garden furniture as well because it was back then it was 1990 it was acceptable then that's what people did it <laughs> well, was, a, yeah, well, it was part I mean. of the culture you know it was that's a just hobby
1: a it was classed as a hobby yeah, wasn't it what do you do a hobby, I'm a hooligan exercise gonna... yeah <laughs> well so so that's, that's for later mind, <laughs> with, that <laughs> that's mind, right. with that in mind with that in
0: mind Matt Dyson what are you going to preview in your grandstand run there I'm going to sort of
1: preview this tournament and look back on Italian 90. Here we go. Pavarotti, Ness and Dorma, Long Summer Nights with Des Lynham, Chris Waddle's mullet, Chow, the mascot, a stick man with a football for a head, Bobby Robson, Jack Charlton, England's Umbro Shell suits. Shell was, if you, if you, if for the younger listeners, Shell was a, a synthetic tracksuit material that was inexplicably big at the time, a fashion trend that only lasted for a few years and peaked around Gaza's Fog on the Time video. Uh, it had been quite the year leading up to this international tournament. Thatcher resigned, Mandela was released, the Hubble Space Telescope was launched. A man called Tim Berners-Lee also created the first web server leading to the foundation of the World Wide Web. No one Ooh. knew at the time we'd all be watching highlights of this tournament in years to come <laughs> on, his, on his wacky new invention. That appeared to be just like a massive CD-ROM. 1990 also saw the birth of Liam Hemsworth, Jennifer Lawrence, Ooh. Rita Ora, Princess Eugenie, and Kieran Trippier. <laughs> 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 It was a vintage year, and this tournament captured the nation's hearts and minds. A welcome distraction from playing with Pogs in our global hyper T-shirts, big baggy Joe Bloggs jeans, and Reebok Pump trainers, the first shoe to have an internal inflation mechanism that's in the lower, that inflated the lower and upper tongue. Uh, But the only subject on anyone's actual human tongues this summer was soccer. And as they say in Italy, on the soon-to-be-launched Channel 4 coverage of Serie A, following the popularity of this tournament, Gold Lazzo. <laughs> Amazing! I'm not sure, but it was, it was, a, it was a look back uh, at times gone by. It
0: was beautiful. It's an Italian 90s special on Rock and Roll Football.
1: Matt, Matt and you. Rock and Roll Football.
0: Benvenuto in Italia Which means Welcome to Italy
2: that
0: Very Alan Partridge now Which means welcome <laughs> to Italy Welcome one and all, welcome And bienvenue <laughs> Feeling very Italian now
1: Good when you're on, your, you're, on your, uh, you're on your exercise bike. No, that's French people that cycle around with onions over their shoulders. and <laughs> the not stereotype, isn't it? Sorry.
0: Be <laughs> very, very careful. Be very
1: careful. What, is the, what would you say is the Italian stereotype? Um, um, sat in a piazza having a
2: yeah. secondi
0: plati of
1: uh, pasta
0: whilst oh, waiting yeah. for perhaps wild boar while drinking Ooh. red wine. Ooh, and no, a, f- no grappa for me. Have you ever tried grappa? I have, that's and it drove grim. me insane.
1: That <laughs> is a grim drink. It may be. Oh, it's so strong! It's
0: so. It's made from the waste produce from wine, isn't it? It's the grape. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. takes its name? It's very bitter, oh. clear. It's basically like clear absinthe.
1: Yeah, or it reminded me of tequila in the way it just sits in the bottom of your stomach and makes you feel ill. Oh god, it's so strong. It's yeah. foul, and it will lead to arguments. Yes, definitely.
0: But yes, that's how I imagine Italy. Sat in yeah. near Rome, you know, near. Um, near the, uh, you know, Vatican or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think. What's the one where they had
1: all the, the like, where they used to fight tigers and stuff? Oh uh, yeah, that was the. Oh, that was the. Um, oh, the gladiators Rome. <laughs> what's, so no, no, what's it called? I what's it no, called. I've been I there. Know. I can well, picture it. I've been there. There's an amazing bit in there called the vomitorium, where the Romans would, because they just gorged themselves on food non-stop and drink and then occasionally they like, I've like I've got to be sick and then they be sick in the vomitorium and then they carry on just because they didn't want to ever stop consuming food and drink it's the Coliseum Coliseum, Coliseum. that's, that's
0: it yes 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 the Coliseum <laughs> the velodrome what was I thinking
1: velodrome. <laughs> that's a cycle stadium isn't it yeah. it's
0: kind of in a circle though isn't it like yeah, it probably yeah. came from there somehow yeah um, <laughs> it's close Oh, so embarrassing. Um, So today we're at Italia 90. All the games we feature from Italia 90. We asked for your four best games from the tournament on social media. Which two games have you got, Dyson?
1: Uh, I have uh, West Germany against the Netherlands. A lot of people calling for that game. And then uh, what I think was the first game of the tournament, Argentina against Cameroon. The mighty Argentina against the unknown African side.
0: Well, I've also got a Cameroon game, England versus Cameroon in the quarter final, and the final, West Germany versus Argentina, so today we will find out in real time who wins Italia 90. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Ciao! Welcome to Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. Now, that's not Adele, boys, and ciao does mean hello in Italian, Dyson.
1: Yes, it really does. Uh, and, And goodbye as well, is it? Ciao, ciao. Ciao. bella, prego, ciao, ciao, prego. Yeah, Prego, Prego.
0: Does we go into a restaurant? bella, Prego, Prego. I'm mean, thinking we just need to come over here and sit down, and right? Sit down and shut up.
1: Pre- yeah, Prego also means you're welcome, doesn't it, when you oh. say thank you.
0: Oh okay, maybe I've yeah, maybe I've misunderstood.
1: Prego. I think if you just go around and say Prego <laughs> a lot, you're fine. I just went around when I was in it whenever I've been to Italy really, just saying scuzzy a lot, if excuse me. Scuzzy scuzzy, scuzzy, scuzzy,
0: scuzzy. Oh we need some Italian gelato as well, as well. The the ice Ooh. cream in Italy, if you've been you'll know. It's completely yeah. different to ice
1: cream here. It's got a kind of gum-like texture to it. Yes, it is very good. But yeah, because I'd say gelato is a different different category of dessert to normal You know ice what, cream. when you've been to Italy, you get it. Yeah, yeah you just know. And the Blanco pizzas Blanco. are quite amazing. You know, the pizzas with no tomato base, just white sauce. Not into Not so that. good. Oh, what? They're no amazing. Prego. No prego. Oh, prego, prego. Um, have you been doing many Zooms this week, Tyson? Um, no, not that many this week. Maybe there was one at the last weekend and then a, a Teams meeting, but not too many Zooms. They're kind of becoming pointless, aren't they? Because
0: I've got nothing to say to anyone anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, what have you I've, been up I've to? I haven't been uh, out. I haven't left the
0: house. Nothing <laughs> yeah. has happened in
1: my life. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to update people on, is there, really? It's that the no, same although, as last time.
0: I did see an update yesterday on social media, on Twitter. You
1: posted a photo of you and Stuart Pearce, which I've never seen before. I no.
0: cannot believe
1: I've no. never seen before. I can't, I can't believe you haven't seen it. I, we we have spoken about it. You you said that I'd never mentioned I it before. Remember. I can't remember. Because we talk about Stuart Pearce every week, so obviously we would have discussed it. But it was like early on when when we just started working together, I think. And I couldn't find the picture in question. And then uh, a guy on Twitter asked, um, it was just a guy called Jamie who said, have we ever met Stuart Pierce? You have met him. You've met him quite recently, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah. But I met him at in Hyde Park uh, at a James gig. And uh, and he's one of those people, you know, you should be a bit wary of asking for a photo with because he's quite intimidating. <laughs> but I thought, oh, sod it, I'll just go ask him. And I did. And uh, the look on Stuart Pierce's face is <laughs> it's a treat. So what I want to know is, was he there with anyone else or was he there on his own? He was just there with a friend and I was there with my mate. And we just happened to... I just turned around and like, oh my God, it's Stuart Pearce. I can't not speak to him. So I went over and annoyed him a little bit, just for a quick second and then... And what was he like when you spoke to him? He was all right. He was quite... uh, You know, he was like trying to keep a low profile. He clearly didn't want everyone taking pictures with him. So he wanted to just go, yeah, great. Yeah, brilliant. You're a fan. Yeah, lovely. Okay. See you later. Because in hot. the photo, you're kind
0: of chatting to him. You got a pint half raised. He is looking yeah. square onto the camera, arms <laughs> folded, face <laughs> like thunder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Come on, and get this out of the way, and then we can all move on with life." And we watched uh, James play uh, geek there as a festival at high Park. it's great, though. He's a big fan of James, obviously.
0: They're one of the best bands I've ever seen live.
1: They are great.
0: But if I saw Stuart pierce there, I would not be watching the band. Well, yes, no, we because be watching him the whole time. Yeah,
1: no, I, we sort of moved away from him afterwards because it was quite frosty. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to upset Psycho, so I, we went to the other side of the other side of the arena.
0: Kicking you into shape—it's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast.
1: Bentonato. and welcome to
0: Rock and Roll Football Italian 90s Special. Do you know what that meant, Dyson? Bentonato? No, I really have no idea. Just some guy called Bentonato. So, <laughs> right, <bentono. nice. laughs> it means welcome back, according to Google Translate Oh, nice Bentonato i tell you what, if you're Italian and you're listening to this This can be right up your street, isn't it?
1: Well, yes uh, English people doing bad impressions of Italians <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure Maybe well, like Speak it? for yourself, chum sure. <laughs> I'm not sure
0: That'd Now we have sorry. big news in football that we are all Cautiously delighted about Of course we want it Ooh. all to be safe but Premier League football is going to be back in a few weeks, behind closed doors, broadcast free on Sky and on Terrestrial TV.
1: How do you feel about it, Dyson? I feel very, very excited. I mean, I just think, you know, it's a welcome piece of entertainment for everyone. I know it's going to be behind closed doors. I've watched a little bit of German, the football in Germany and it seems to be all right. I sort of forget about it after a while. Uh, and I just can't wait to see the Premier League return and the championship for that matter, because it could be a very exciting end to the season. There's just going to be loads of games. There's going to be games on pretty much every day. So all, 92 from, in,
0: all 92 Premier League games are going to be on telly.
1: Yeah. So go from no football whatsoever to loads of football every single day. It's going to be amazing. Heaven. But it's still got to be one, it's not 100% guaranteed yet, is it? I think the government have got to have the final say on it's definitely happening, but it's it looks like like it's happening at the moment.
0: And one of the debates that's been had about the way they broadcast it is do we want them to pipe in crowd
1: noise? Yeah. So, weird, what do you I think? think? I, I'm, I'm not sure I, if we could control the crowd noise and like so we could have like canned laughter. If we could press a button on our remote control, press the red <gasps> button for booing, and then we'd have some chants loaded up and say, chant about the referee, press that button. So, if it was an interactive Ooh. way that fans could control the crowd noise, that might be quite good fun. But, um, It's just going to sound weird otherwise, isn't it? It's like when on Sky Sports, when someone swears, when there's an audible bit of swearing or something around the pitch, they turn up the fake crowd noise. And it just sounds a bit weird. It sounds like it sounds fake because it is. Yeah, and the problem,
0: but you need some sort of crowd noise because you know when you hear footballers shouting, it's so disappointing. Yes. Because it sounds so high pitched. Because when you see them roaring, you think it looks like they're going, rah. And then you end up going, (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't outside. Giving go, giving go, giving go. Give and go. Rest. 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 Yeah. was me shit. <laughs> no, oh, no, I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want I don't want this. I don't want
1: this. Yeah, they sound pathetic, don't they? Actually, you're right. So we need to drown them out. There's, what is it in Denmark? They've had a a, a bank of Zoom cameras. So like fans are, there's loads of them all lined up on a on a fake on a big screen with different cameras. So that they like their fans in the stand watching, and they're watching it on Zoom. And I'm sure you could, like, orchestrate some chanting them, maybe, even if you turn their sound up and everyone's on Zoom and the home fans are in one end, the away fans are in the other, but virtually, that could actually work quite well, couldn't it? Your mic is on mute. Your mic is on
0: mute. You are on Zoom and your mic is on mute. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ciao a tutti. Can you guess what that one means, Matt? Uh,
1: Hello, you little cutie. (laughs) (laughs) It means hello, everyone, but you were close. Uh, uh, Right, pretty close. You
0: know what? I think tutti frutti was the first Italian phrase Uh, I ever heard because of Gino Ginelli.
1: Yeah, Gino Ginelli ice cream. The answer, Italia. Gino
0: Ginelli.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Gino Ginelli was massive. Tutti frutti ice cream. Uh, Neapolitan ice cream, of course, was... uh, uh, pretty pretty big before Tutti Frutti, I believe. The uh, classic Italian way of combining strawberry, vanilla and chocolate that you never see in Italy.
0: <laughs> now, one person in the 90s who would not have been eating Gino Ginelli ice cream is Ryan Giggs. Because Gary <laughs> Neville revealed this week that Giggs would have toast without the butter... To give himself the extra naught point naught one percent, which I kind of understand, but surely the toast is worse for you than
1: the butter. Yes, yeah, just get rid of both of them. Sure, surely have a banana. Maybe that would be better, wouldn't it? If you, if it's, I'm presuming this is breakfast toast.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It seems like a really small way. I get the point of seek every way to have an advantage, but. I don't think anyone's going, you know what the difference is between the elite and the rest?
1: No sugar on the Weetabix. Yeah. No,
0: don't have Weetabix. Have, like you say, an apple.
1: Yeah, yeah, surely. And I can't be eating dry toast. Dry toast you only do after you've had a a bout of some sort of illness. It's grim. I'd rather just have butter on its own than dry toast.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and and toast is like bread. is really Surely counterproductive for athletes. Yeah, Corbett. They've misdiagnosed the problem. It's like going, yeah, it was really strict back then. We weren't allowed any salt on our Big
1: Macs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the Big Macs are the problem, mate. Neville, by the way, said, uh, this was under Glenn Hoddle. He said, with with Glenn Hoddle with England, you weren't allowed butter on your toast. You weren't allowed milk with your cereal. Oh, wow. You're just eating dry cereal out of the packet. No wonder we didn't get past the Argentinians (laughs) in France 98.
1: What a grim existence! They must have been having a horrible time. Those players. malnourished. Why are they so down on dairy? I mean, you can't, you can't make it. <laughs> it's not, it's not that bad for you, is it? And you need a little bit of part of a balanced diet, surely.
0: But what a sad scene! Just a load of England players eating cereal dry out of oh, the packet. I'm surprised dry. they didn't have social services
1: around. <laughs> it's grim. Like <laughs> contemplating just pouring some water on it just to liven it up a bit. It, oh, that's horrible! What? What a way to treat our, our our footballers, that is. Unbelievable. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and Roll Football.
0: Rock and Roll Calcio on Absolute Radio. That's not too hard to figure out,
1: that one. Yeah, just football, isn't it? What's What's Italian for rock and roll? I put it into Google Translate and it comes out as rock and roll. Just rock and roll, <laughs> yeah. Rock and Roll Calcio football ton a casa was that what they used to sing when they were singing their version of football's coming home really like that. Yeah, yeah yeah vaguely remember oh, i didn't the Italian know that version of that yeah football ton a casa but i mean you might want to put that in your google translate just to check that yeah yeah i people all over the country guy he's talking right. <laughs> he's probably way off <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, so many times we've said throughout this period that while we haven't had football, there have been some brilliant football stories in the tabloids and elsewhere. Uh, former Wigan striker Hugo Rodiega has oh. spilled the beans on his life living in the northwest of England when he was playing for Wigan in the Premier League. There's a great quote. He said, go out. And he, saw, he often saw Wayne Rooney, and this is a direct quote, drinking like a madman.
1: <laughs> How do you drink like a madman? Or do you say madman? A, mad, a mad, no, a madman, I think. Yeah, I know, because like he's so he's not just downing drinks. He's like he's like that guy with a drink problem in an airplane, he's just like throwing them in his face or what? Pouring it in his ear. Yeah, yeah. like madman. I
0: want another lager.
1: <laughs> 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 what just yeah dipping his head in it and then it wasn't just really Stephen gerald was there as well he wasn't like standing on on bars it sounds, it sounds ridiculous not just on bars dancing on a bar topless it's like coyote ugly <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst version ever Put, people putting tenors in Stevie Gerrard's wife runs as he dances. What, else around is, going on? That part. what is that? Saw so David else? May tear his shirt off, dance for money, and said he
0: felt empowered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Hugo Rodriguez, of all people, the unexpected uh, name to come back into the headlines. And he used to like to salsa dance, apparently, but he would also drink. So they'd all go out, get, get a skinful and do some salsa dancing together. It's an unlikely threesome, isn't it? Rooney, Gerard and Hugo Jaeger? But they all frequented the same places, apparently. Yeah, but salsa dancing makes it sound so less louty. That sound, makes it sound sophisticated. Yes yeah but salsa dancing when you've had a skin full is a very different kettle of fish to like you know, going go out to a drinking
0: dance I'd salsa dance
1: you know, <laughs> Gerard
0: would dance on a Bartopolis and Rooney would drink like a madman
1: you know really wholesome days <laughs> it was just a normal Tuesday night
0: <laughs>
1: the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson we've
0: got air horn action in 1990 it's all kicking off in the round of 16 game between West Germany and the Netherlands Matt Dyson
1: Yes, there's no love lost between these two, and this is quite a heated game here in round 16, uh, in, the, in the well, it's the sa- stage after the group stages. Uh, Germany and the Netherlands not getting on very well. In fact, 21 minutes in, we've had a double red. Frank Reichard, a man who will go on to get the nickname the Llama, and Rudi Voller both sent off. Uh, they had a couple of comings together. They got booked about a few minutes ago uh, when uh, Rikard was uh, drawn into a foul. He then was seen spitting into Voller's bubble perm. Uh, big, big um, uh, greeny, for want of a better expression, <laughs> rock, <laughs> hanging, hanging from, it. From, <laughs> <laughs> hanging from his bubble perm. I mean, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Rudy Voller, but I don't think anyone deserves deserves this. And then later, there was a coming together where Voller clashed with the goalkeeper hands Van Brooklyn, and that led to another fight between the pair. And so they both got a second yellow. And as they were walking off, it was quite amazing to see. You can see Frank Rico going, shall I, shall I do another one, shall I do another one? You can see him hocking up another one. And then as they walk off the pitch together, he spits again. No! The, vol- the llama spits again no. into the bubble perm of Vola. As they're walking on, Vola couldn't believe it. No one can believe what's going on here. Vola did a double take. Like, what? You've spat in my hair again, you animal. And well, then they both got off. Uh, they've both gone. And both teams, down to ten men. Wow.
0: Drama in that second round game between West Germany and the Netherlands. In the quarter final, England had gone 1-0 up against Cameroon. David Platt <laughs> with a lovely head of goal from a beautiful, perfect sweeping cross from that man, Stuart Pearce, who would go on to meet Matt Dyson in Hyde Park <laughs> years later and look yeah. absolutely miserable.
1: Oh. oh, dear.
0: Kicking you into shape, it's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's the Rock and Roll Football Italian 90 special. All week we've been asking you for your personal own goals. You can keep them coming in. Tweet us at R&R Football or email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Some of these are incredible. Maria Barnett got in touch and said, my cat was washing herself very thoroughly and very intimately in the background during a team <laughs> meeting on Zoom. I was told afterwards.
1: Oh, that's grim. Who wouldn't that's- mention it? Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, can, can you do something about your cat? Maybe it was one of those, maybe they thought it was one of those backgrounds you can put up on Zoom, just the the cleaning cat background that you put on to every call, perhaps, Maria. Uh, Rich Stewart uh, uh, told a client they uh, were taking the mickey over stalling paying us. They paid the next day. This sounds like an actual goal rather than an own goal. It sounds like pretty good work to me. Yeah, I don't think that's an own goal
0: at all. That is a, that is a, an absolute success. Yeah, um, someone well on Twitter called at RMI said, I aggravated an already injured ankle, constantly jumping up and down to see if the slowing delivery van was coming to our place. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah. That's like a
0: dog. <laughs> bouncing up and down at the window. <laughs> You know what? As a kid, any time I saw like a Royal Mail van or a parcel force van, because of Postman Pat, I always thought there were going to be parcels for me. Oh, and didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't realize that sounded so tragic.
1: <laughs> but I never, I never imagined man could doing it. Some of them were for you, obviously, weren't they? You know? Yes, they were. Yeah, I, I I once a year, it. they were. Yeah, you'd get your annual delivery of uh, ravioli tins, wouldn't you? So then you'd be fine. Yeah, ravioli tins in a crate of Stella. Yeah. Every boy's ninth birthday dream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek Mack has been in touch. He says his wife misread an online order and we ended up with uh, three kilograms of pasta instead of 300 grams. We also ended up with a five times five litre of flash cleaning product instead of a five <sighs> litre bottle. We will be visiting Bar- Barnard Castle for a sight test before she's allowed to order any more. Nice Very nice joke there from Derek. Beautiful satire on a Saturday afternoon. David Gilmore has been not the David Gilmore, was he the Pink Floyd guy? That's it's right, I was on it.
0: the same train as him once. Uh,
1: oh really?
0: Yeah, he was Maybe in a foul mood there. and was trying to get the Wi Fi to work.
1: <laughs> right, so pro- probably not him then, yeah? Anyway, someone called David Gilmore clapped for carers on the wrong day. <laughs> the- found that if you just get outside and start clapping, people will give you that two metres without having to give them the look.
2: <laughs> Stephen
0: Young says, I ordered 80 pouches of cat food. The cat angel tried one, looked at me in that cat way and said, no, mate, I'm not eating this. Tried for a few days, but he wasn't having, having it. The neighbour's oh, cat wasn't no. so fussy. Eight. Surely, if you know you've got a fussy cat, just buy a couple of pouches first.
1: Yeah, don't bulk eighty. Buy. Don't book buy before they try. That's my uh, rule when it comes to cat food. Clever. Um, Steve Corley says he bought a thirty-eight-pound bottle of wine, thinking it was a tenner. Too embarrassed to take it back when he got <laughs> to the checkout. Oh, oh, that is tough, isn't it? Have you ever done that? I, got a, I recently got a bottle of uh, Sancerre from my local my local no. shop, and they don't normally have very nice wine. So I just presumed, oh, this would be about uh, maybe seven or eight quid, as they generally are. And it was 17 pounds. And I was quite shocked. And I thought, oh, well, I am too embarrassed to say no, it's too expensive, so I'll just have to have it you got to treat yourself i remember oh man
0: years ago this must have been about 10 years ago maybe more than 10 years ago me and sean walsh were coming back from the edinburgh festival on the train yeah and it was really the train out of edinburgh after the festival is awful like all day it's just crammed so like i will go and sit in first class we'd sat there we'd had like oh, nice. a free drink and stuff we're like we'll yeah. just upgrade it won't be that much and, it, and that was busy as well and you sat around all like posh people in suits i think i was like do you want to upgrade? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll upgrade. He was like, and I think it was something like £180 to upgrade. What? And I was just like, oh, what? man. Like, yeah, and yeah, You yeah. already sat yeah. there, so you have to. Yeah, have that's to fine. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, no. What? Just heartbreak. Absolute. Oh. You feel like going, come on, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> you know what's happened there. Do us a favor.
1: <laughs> I hope you made the most of the free food and drink on that train. You know what? They ended up worse off than we did. Yeah, good.
0: You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Today we're reminiscing about Italian 90, but of course, thanks to the ITV hub, so many of us have been watching back in full Euro 96. Entire games that we know the results to are still amazing. And one of the stars of Euro 96 joins us now, England's goalkeeper, David Seaman. David, welcome to the show.
2: Hello, how are you?
0: <laughs> really good thanks I mean it's amazing to be talking to you. I've been watching back the the Scotland game, the Spain game, the Holland game. The amount of penalties you saved in that tournament
2: was incredible <laughs> <laughs> I did all right, didn't it <laughs> It's
0: just you know what you know what really strikes me as well watching it back is. How happy you are the whole time! Like you know, football yeah. is sometimes you know, psycho obviously is a great hero of ours. And when he scores, he looks you know so <laughs> aggressive.
2: But yeah. every time
0: you save a penalty, you're the happiest man in the world.
2: Well, yeah, you know, it's a time for me to be uh, to be happy. You know, and, um, I think if you when you watch the uh, the Spain game, when um, when I, I saved that deciding penalty for a yeah. little split second, I don't realise that it is the deciding penalty. It's uh-huh. not till I just, as I'm getting up, I just see all the lads running at me. So then that's when the big smile comes on my face. But yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, there was no there was no option because after Stuart Pierce had scored his penalty he like absolutely screamed at me he was looking directly at me when he was effing like, <laughs> and blinding so I thought, well, I better do something about this
0: <laughs> We've, we've. So much has been said about Peter Shilton's approach to penalties in Italia 90 where he'd wait for the ball to be hit first which meant he oh. always went the right way but he was
2: perhaps a little yeah, bit right <laughs> 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 Sorry Shilton, but that is not the right way <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) What what was your approach? Um, All I did was I took it on the the angle of the run-up of the player. Um, And from just watching TV, not just watching certain people, watching TV and watching people take penalties, the angle at which they approached the ball dictated to me which way I was going to go. And then all I would do, I I would wait for them. They'd they'd run in looking at me and then at the last minute or last seconds, they would look down at the ball to strike it. And as soon as they looked down is when I used to go. And I always used to go. I never waited. Just always used to guess. And um, luckily for me, it uh, it worked out quite well.
0: Yeah, time after time. I mean, the, the the first one is the the penalty against Scotland, against McAllister, where it catches your elbow. Yeah. Did you notice the ball move first?
2: Um yeah. Not really. A, a, a little bit. I just there was just something strange about it. It wasn't obviously. It wasn't until afterwards when I watched it again. Um, but I knew that Gary was a, a really good penalty taker before because I'd faced him when he was at Leeds and stuff like that. Um, you know, and he used to switch his side, so I didn't really know which way he was going to go. Um, and because it, I think, because he moved a little tiny bit, um, I think that's why he went for pace. And and that's why I didn't have any I didn't have any time to put my hand there, and I thought, well, just stick your elbow in it, or just stick anything on it. Luckily, it caught me right on the point of my elbow, and uh, and flew over the crossbar. Because
0: Yuri Geller claims that he made the ball. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I
2: yeah, don't know if you've spoken exactly. to him about it. Uh, no, no I haven't but um, <laughs> you know if, if he had that much influence why didn't he do something in the shootout against the Germans? Yes!
1: yes. <laughs> of course! <Yeah>. Of course! <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've been watching Harry's Heroes as well David which has been amazing on ITV firstly because it's it's been pretty much the only football on telly so Yeah, it's really good to watch <laughs> and also you're such a funny group of people but it's also been really emotional to watch as well and that Scene where you and Paul Merson are, are sat in the street and you just got off your bikes and you're talking about things was really yeah. emotional to watch. Was it emotional yeah. to film?
2: Um, yeah, bits of it were, you know, and especially the the bits the scenes with with Paul, um, yeah. you know, because if you look at the first the first series, you know, he really has a breakdown in, in that series, um, you know, and which even took me by surprise because I didn't realise, you know, where he was at that time. Obviously, I was with him. When he was at Arsenal, when he first came out, you know, people were, were helping him and everything. It went, uh, but the second time, you know, especially on on Harry's Heroes, it was it was a real shock to me because I never really knew. Um, and then when he when he came out and and then in t- going into the second series, you know that he was he was able to chat about being the other side of it, which was great. You know, and it's great for me to hear because obviously Paul's a, a, a great friend of mine, yeah, and uh, you know was a team te- a teammate for a long time. Um you know it was just great seeing the other side of it and ch- and being able to chat about it and not not just that being able to ch- to talk to other people about it as well and 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 some of the the guys that were on the show you know you see him chatting to you know th- you saw the big massive bust up with uh, with razor run up with the yeah. other you know and it and it weren't just him that he was he was chatting to a lot of the lads you know about how how happy he is i think he talked about going to um to Disneyland and, and saying that it's the first time that he's ever seen the smiles on his kids' faces when they oh, were there so because he was just yeah. concentrating on, on his gambling and stuff like that all the yeah. time you know. so it just shows you you know, and it's just great that he's on the other side of it you know, and he's been there for a long time now I think he's over a year clean so that's great news
0: It was really powerful to watch I, I must say as well I, I mean different footballs are in different shapes now compared to when they were playing <laughs> but you have aged exceptionally
2: well yeah, I'm doing alright you know I'm I'm 4 months off 57 so it's um yeah it's been a long time and that, that that was the hardest thing of the whole series or both series it's like it's getting your shirt off on telly when you know when <laughs> 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 like, you know you're in nowhere near the shape that you were oh, as a footballer yeah. <laughs> you know so it, it, it was difficult um but yeah i like i like to try and look after myself you know i i, I bike ride regular and me and my wife frankie we ice skate still and we we keep fit you know fittish, i should say not fit um you know so we we, we do try and look after ourselves and uh, yeah it was it was a little tester. you know you get you know weights all, all put into the book and everything and then it's like right you've lost x amount of kilos and I'm, oh you know it, it, it's hard but, but it was just great to be to be ba- to be back to being a footballer again, and with all the lads with all the banter.
0: Oh, it was great fun to watch. Hopefully, there'll be another series in the future.
2: <laughs> I don't because I've hung up my gloves. I've, I've had right. enough. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> your, that was your last game. You were saying you're never going to play oh, again.
2: Honestly, it's 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 so hard. I mean, it's so not depressing, but. You know, in your head, like the ball's coming, you like got that, and then the body's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so your body slows down, and then you and you know, I'm at the stage now where, when I'm on the pitch, um, you know, even like in Harry's Heroes or even Soccer Aid, you know, I'm like, I'm not really enjoying this. You know, it's great <laughs> to be out there, but then I know that my body can't react how I want it to. You know, so it gets a little bit embarrassing at times.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, David, it's been a real honour talking to you today. It's been brilliant watching those Euro '96 games back and, and reliving your heroics. And Harry's heroes has been brilliant, Telly, as well. So, um, it just such a treat to have you on the show. Thank you so much.
2: Cheers, guys. Thanks very much.
1: Matt, Matt, and you
0: rock and roll football. Sound the air horn. There are goals in Italia '19. Matt Dyson.
1: Jürgen Klinsmann have scored for Germany in this European grudge match against the Netherlands they're 1-0 up in the 51st minute you sounded like you were going to say more then <laughs> yeah, that
0: no, was a slight effect there 1-0 up in the 51st minute, <laughs> minute. no we stopped that's it no 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 you left us all hanging there <laughs> that's it
1: back to you 40
0: <laughs> it is still uh, England 1 Cameroon 1 and it is now West Germany 1 Netherlands nil in this Italian 90 special The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. We've got quadruple air horn action at Italia 90. It's all going off in the quarterfinal between England and Cameroon. It's now one all. Emmanuel Cundé has scored for Cameroon from the penalty spot. And no sooner has he done that, than Cameroon has scored again. Eugene Akeke has scored for Cameroon. It's England 1, Cameroon 2. England were 1-0 up. They look like they might be going out in the quarter-final stages. And in Group B,
1: it's all going off as well, Matt Dyson. Yes, uh, in Group B, Cameroon have had a player sent off here. Andre Kanaan Biak sent off in a game where the Argentinians are getting hacked all over the place. To be fair, but uh, amazingly, it's still nil-nil at this stage. Uh, but then up the other end, would you believe it? Francois Oman Biak uh, scores for ten-man Cameroon against the mighty Argentina. Awful goalkeeping howler, uh, but a goal for Cameroon nonetheless. They are beating Argentina one 0 Italian 90 has
0: burst into life here on Rock and Roll Football. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We've already had David Seaman on the show. It's time now to welcome Jim White for My Sports News. Thank you very much, Matt. Welcome to the My Sports News Centre. Don't forget, you can tweet us your personal sports news from the lockdown at r Football and you can email... Football at absoluteradio.co.uk.
1: Natalie. Thank you very much, Jim. Always is a pleasure to have you on. We start this week's My Sports News Roundup with Alex Hamilton, who shot 50 free throws in record time at the basketball court behind his house. Someone's been watching The Last Dance on Netflix, haven't they? They have. I haven't watched it yet. I've been still working my way through Ozark. But I'm looking
0: forward to starting on that. In other record-breaking news, at Tine Eagle, ate a whole pack of biscuits in record time. And at Numenoid did the same with a four-pack of San Miguel. So it's good to see that people are looking after their
1: nutritional intake during the lockdown. Michelle? Uh, Brainsy on Twitter has been in touch, uh, not with any sporting news, just to uh, let us know that he's still worried about accidentally leaving the house naked. Uh, we feel for you, Brainzy. We're all with you. Absolutely. It's a fear that I have every day.
0: I think most normal people have a daily, if not hourly, fear that they will leave their house in the nutty. Rob Edwards. You're naked, You're naked now, aren't you, Jim? Always. Rob Edwards says that while deadheading his rosebush, he threw said deadheads into his son's Tonka truck about three metres away. He's the fell the Power
1: Tailor of roseheads. That would take some doing, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> that's impressive Uh, Steve Clay meanwhile played cricket in the garden with his kids man of the match went to the paddling pool who did not drop a single catch very
0: impressive indeed and let's finish with Rory Palmer who did 35 keepy uppies in his garden his all time record and he's enjoyed a couple of games of socially distanced tennis seems like he's got a very big garden what's your
1: record for keepy uppies Michelle uh, I've been doing pretty well, actually. I, I've been doing them like in, in my flip-flops uh, with a, a, a ball that's not properly inflated, and I've done at least 25.
0: That is a mental image we all enjoy. Thank you very much. It's, that's all we've got time for this week on My sports News. But don't forget, you can tweet us your personal sports news from lockdown at Aaron Football. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We've got triple air horn action in Italia 90 as these huge games start to reach their denouement. Firstly, in the quarterfinal, England against Cameroon, Gary Lineker scored a penalty in the 83rd yes. minute to make it England 2, Cameroon 2. England is still in this game and in the round of 16 game, Matt Dyson between West Germany and the Netherlands.
1: It's the second goal for West Germany. Andreas Bremer has scored in the 85th minute. It looks pretty much all over now. West Germany winning 2 0. Both teams down to 10 men. And
0: incredibly, in the final, in the 85th minute, Andreas Bremer has scored for West Germany against Argentina. He loves a goal in the 85th minute of Italia 90, this guy. West Germany are 1 0 up with just five minutes to go in the final. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Double air horn action in Italia 90. Drama in that second round game between West Germany and the Netherlands. Matt Dyson.
1: Yes, could there be hope for the Netherlands later on? Ronald Koeman has scored a penalty, but it is in the 89th minute, so it's currently 2-1 to West Germany still. And uh, in the Group B game between Argentina and Cameroon, unbelievably, Cameroon's still hanging on to that one-goal lead, despite being down to 10 men. And now they've had another player sent off, Benjamin Massing. Uh, they, they've literally been hacking this Argentinian attack constantly, left, right and centre and now they've had two players sent off but there's only a minute to go and they're 1-0 up against Argentina all
0: these huge games coming to an end will reveal who wins the World Cup of Italia 90, we'll also be revealing in just a couple of minutes time who won our online poll of world of the best football films of all time as to that, <laughs> who won in the World Cup of Football game? you know what, if You're any right, title mate? has basically more than four words in it I, it's over I can't I can't <laughs> handle it we'll be revealing it you get the gist you're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast Sound the air horn in the quarter final between England and Cameroon because Gary Lineker scored a penalty for England it's England 3 Cameroon Ooh. 2 and the final it's all over West Germany against Argentina ended 1-0 West Germany winning Italia 90 now that's not the only World Cup that we've been covering today. We did an online poll starting earlier in the week, a World Cup of football films, and there were some huge contenders in there, Dyson.
1: There really were. I mean, we got a bit of grief for leaving out ID. I think we're blaming, blaming young producer Will for that. He probably wasn't alive when uh, that film came out. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's undoubtedly the best football hooligan film ever made, but uh, it's brilliant. he didn't make the cut uh, because of Will's age, I think. Perhaps yes, maybe that was.
0: Let's let's um, let's blame it on a disgruntled civil servant. The final <laughs> yeah. ended up being. There were some great games in there. G- uh, great films. Sorry, Football Factory, Gascoigne, Mean Machine, When Saturday Comes, Bobby, yeah. Escape to Victory, Mike Bassett, Green Street, The Damned United, and the final ended up being. Um, I Believe in Miracles, the fantastic documentary film about Forrest winning the European Cup against the Damned United. Ooh. The brilliant film where Michael Sheen does one of the greatest impressions of all time
1: oh, so uh, and plays a- Mr. Clough. What a Clough double bill as well that is. I'd love to watch those two back to back.
0: Well, the final poll, which finished this one. And by the way, thousands of you voted, so thank you to all of you that took pl- part in this poll that was going throughout the week. The final by a margin of 63% to 37%, was that I Believe in Miracles is the greatest football film of all time. And I'm sure I speak
1: for us both, and for all Forrest fans when I say, I couldn't agree more. Yes. What a story told in the most perfect way. It's
0: brilliant. Well, thank you so much for for listening today. Thank you to David Seaman for coming on. We've brought you, we hope, the flavour of Italia 90. We'll be coming to you from another major tournament next Saturday. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. I will see you next week. Ciao, Bella. Well, there you go. What an experience that was, taking us back to that hot, emotional summer and one night in Turin, and uh, a whole summer in Italia 90. That oh. tournament was what made me fall in love with football.
1: Yeah, it was so good. I still can't get that image of Rikard's flob in Rudy Voller's bubble perm. Out of my I head. can't believe he you... did it twice! I know, it's, it's outrageous. <laughs> you know, they did make friends. They went on to make friends in 1996. As happens in most of these things, it was for, for an advert, a TV advert reunited them, and they made friends for an advert for H.T. Butter for so, what <laughs> whatever ht butter is what? i think it's a, i didn't know any of this a european butter brand they, they were pictured having an al fresco breakfast together so it was it was like the um, the old pizza adverts with southgate and pierce and that you know mm-hmm. if you have a really bad famous moment in a football match you will go on to be in some sort of tv advert you know what? I'm looking at that picture now. I just Googled yeah. it. There's a, there's a picture, I think it's in the
0: advert, of them having breakfast outside yeah, on lovely. a table in two, like, toweling robes. Yeah, yeah, they look like they're, like at they're a, on a date. a sort of
1: spa. They're at a health spa together. But oh, like they wow. All's well that ends well. Oh, well, it's
0: lovely that it had that quite romantic conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a wonderful message of hope at a time when we need one.
1: Yes, there you go.
0: Oh, that's made my day knowing that.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I seem to vaguely remember it, but I've forgotten about it. And uh, and yeah, they they made friends, and they were brought together by butter, which <gasps> Ryan Giggs eschews in his day to day life. Maybe he. Oh my
0: word! It all of. comes together at the all end.
1: Together,
2: yeah.
0: Wow! What a beautiful way to bookend this show. Um, there's no more to be said. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye.
2: Rock and roll
1: football. Podcast done.